Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire uh, football podcast. Jeremy here, hanging out with Matt. It's been a bit. Last time we've talked, a lot of things have changed. Oh yeah! You know what? Yeah, March. That's, that's uh, maybe putting it mildly. Oh, I was gonna go with the joke there. March badness is like an elite eight now. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Sorry, I want to make it fun at the beginning. Just get into it. You know what I mean? But yes, things have changed. March bad. Is it March badness? Right or March Xness? It is March badness. Okay, yes. March badness. It's like you know what they really need to do? not to tell them what to do, but keep the Twitter handle the same. Just change your name. Well, I mean, the, the, the Twitter handle is at March Xness, which allows uh, them to change the name every year. Gotcha. Okay, there you go. But it's good. Go check that out. But, yeah, we've had a, a few things here and there happen. There's no March Madness, which is – do you? okay, I know you're not a basketball guy, Matt, as much as other people. I mean, I'm not a college basketball guy as much as some of our other guys on staff, sure. but I am, I am still very much a, you know, watch the first – as much of the first couple of days as I can kind of guy. And then you put so, you randomly threw twenty bucks in a bracket just to see it happens, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I fill out my one bracket a year because I'm not a coward. There you go. At least one, yeah, one. Yeah. No, no, no. I fill out exactly one. Oh, one. Okay. Well, I meant you turn in one for other stuff, but you do just all this. I bracket. do one, the same one everywhere. Yeah, as, as you should, right? Yeah, but you know, now of course we're in a situation where we're recording on March 22nd, and uh, it's different times, there's, man. There's no sports whatsoever. You know, I finished my I finished my my score sheet fantasy baseball draft, and now we're all just kind of like, okay, well, now what? How does that work? So you guys, you already when did you have your draft just recently? Yeah, it's like a, it's a dynasty league, so it takes place over the course of like a couple weeks. Okay, I have a football one for like like that with the stages of when you pick players and do stuff. So yeah, so yeah, of course, major league baseball's on hold. College fo- college football, even now, is still kind of up in the air as to whether things are going to be settled down by August. College basketball has been wiped out. College baseball's been wiped out. It's everything, a, everything, literally everything, unless. Matt, Australian rules football or footy, as they call it, is available on FS1. That's yeah, that's true. Twitch, there's also still Twitch. There, we always have that. There is. So, uh, so I put together. Before, we'll, here's what the show is going to be about. We're going to chat about what's going on in the world because why not? Because we should a little bit. And we've been saying this like me and Andrew weeks and weeks ago in basketball all the time. Wash hands, folks. All the good stuff. Like early March. You know what? The, real, but the show, what we're going to be about, we're going to talk about spring football because last time we did our football podcast, not the March Badness, not me and Andrew talking about the Mount West Tournament, but we, you and me were chatting about the first couple of teams to start spring football. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you guys. You started early, right? Air Force got oh, yeah. through. So we're going to go through this kind of some spring stuff where basically how many new coaches can't do a spring? Who's going to benefit from having the spring or what position battles we didn't get to? Like San Diego State quarterback position. You have a CSU, like new coach in Mexico, UNLV, Hawaii. Hawaii typically starts way late, but there's, I think the Mountain West has officially canceled everything, if I believe. I know yeah. the Big 12 is trying to maybe hold out hope. I'm like, we'll get some details on that, but that's probably not going to happen. But I that's what, think so. No, that's what we're going to talk about. But we want to know what the eeriest thing is about what's, what's going on. Well, a couple things. There's two, or two things. Well, I listen to this radio show in Salt Lake City, which I love. It's just called, it's called Radio from Hell. If you podcast, it's fine. It's great. It's amazing. I'm way behind on it because I have a lot of other podcasts to listen to. Just whatever I listen to, like 
PAPN, which we may talk about. Have you heard the recent one of them with Matt Brown on there? I have not had a chance now. Okay, I'll, I'll give that a plug right now. It's basically a what happens if college football kind of goes away into finances. So it's kind of nerdy, but it's very interesting in my opinion mm. because how much money March Madness brings to any school, not just say the Mountain West or Big Ten, but like if you're an HBCU school in the SWAC or if you're a WCC school, which would have had three teams in, how much money you get for those tournament units, stuff like that, and kind of how college football could structurally change or college sports. So go definitely read that. That's a good one. But I'm way behind because whatever I listen to, Solid Rebel, all sorts of stuff like that, the Daily, a million different podcasts, too many, I guess. They make millions podcasts. That's a good one, too. Have you watched that show, Matt, yet? Uh, no, I have not. Do you but have any? Luckily, luckily, we've got you got time to catch up on a lot of things. Yeah, go watch McMillions. You'll thank me later. Um, I still, I still like two episodes in or out. There's like six total, but if you heard it, you know what I'm talking about with the FBI guy. I forget his name. I haven't seen it in two weeks, but there's an eccentric FBI guy. He's just awesome. He's he's the best. But so I'm listening to the show like the other day, like today, because I'm like in early January. Even though it's like just a morning show news stuff, um, it's it's like in a rock alternative rock station. So it's like. They talk about stuff like that. They they don't take it seriously, but they do politics and other sorts of stuff, the news. So I'm listening to one actually today. It is from January 7th, and it's like their third show back from vacation to Christmas break and stuff. And they're talking mm-hmm. about, yeah, my daughter got really sick from the flu. She's out for a couple of days from school. This guy in Southern Utah passed away. It's like it's a couple people really nasty flu. I'm like, did we – like is this back in early January knew what's going on? And But nobody knew what was going on? It's wild. It's hard to know. It's like eerie to go back. To hear it's like, wait, we knew this win, and we did what's going on right now? It's crazy, because you're stuck at home. I'm essentially stuck at home. I have a, a few more liberties than you, but I'm still not taking advantage of them too often, because, you know, why? Well, I mean, I can still go outside and go for a walk and stuff like that, so it's not like I'm sure. in my apartment 24-7. But, I mean, if you're a listener, and you were still tempted to not take this seriously and we haven't even mentioned it by name yet we're talking about COVID-19 right? unless you're under a rock somewhere yes COVID-19 maybe we should mention or it's eerie like the virus I'm like this is not Walking Dead stuff please don't just give it the proper name so just let's just do a quick PSA before we get to the, the actual football stuff because it came out earlier this afternoon Sunday, that yes. at least among the people locally here in Fresno County who have been affected by coronavirus is a former Fresno State linebacker mm-hmm. Travis Brown and apparently from a Facebook post that his mom put up, uh, it took a lot out of him. And, you know, it's still the, the kind of thing where he is self-quarantining just to be extra cautious and stuff like that. And, you know, he's far from alone, I think, in that fact. So even if you were not in an area where, you you know, social gatherings have been banned or something like that, just, just err, err on the side of caution. Wash your hands, folks. Come on. It's not hard. Yeah, you know, just, you know, like I said, 50% of what we normally do. Yes. Also, one thing I want to bring up to also we're not going to be all doom and gloom on this stuff. Maybe the podcast sort of because no football. But here's the thing. I know people are trapped. Like everybody Raj, he's been he's up in Seattle, Washington State, which has been pretty pretty serious about what's going on with the nursing yeah. homes. He's been works, – I believe works for government. I don't know what he does and probably not going to say it, even if I did know. But he's been at home for a long time. He's by himself, which unfortunately kind of sucks, and he can't really go anywhere. So here's what we're going to do on the podcast. I, I'm going to send an email to a group, Matt. So we're going to see if you're bo- – this goes for anybody out there, but we have a message service here on our on, over at Anchor. So you can go to anchor.fm backslash MWWire. We have a message area. So if you're bored and you are tired of talking to your kids all day because I got two kids at home, 
and they're doing school stuff, it's stuff's going on. It's like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? It's like, you got to talk to your kids all day. It's fine. You love them. They're great. But let's say you are tired of them. You're by yourself. You can't go to, or you're sick or whatever it may be. Or you're just frustrated with whatever you have because you have to go to work. So you work at a grocery store. You work at the Mint Post Office or a fulfillment center somewhere to Amazon shipping stuff out. If you have to go to work, send us a message, a voice message. You can just yell at us. I don't care. If you want to just talk about college football. I don't know what the length is. Matt, I don't think I've ever sent a message on this. But on this, but if you want to leave a message about whatever, just do it. And we'll play it later. We'll maybe do some more podcasts here and there. But if you're feeling tired, lonely, frustrated, whatever, you want to talk about your favorite team, your favorite game, because, Matt, we have the rewatch series on, on man, the website so far. Yes, we do. A lot of games, like uh, some classic college football games we could find, basketball, all sorts of stuff. But if you want to leave a message, just because you want to chat, just do it. And we'll play the message. We'll chat later back with you and answer questions. So hopefully that's the way maybe if you want to chat about college football, college basketball, any sport you want, just do it. We'll Mountain West related would be preferably, but just uh yeah, go to Anchor. I think it's on the podcast feed as well. If we need to subscribe, there's a little link on there, I believe, on the show notes or something. I think one says like a support or message. Just go to not go to the message section, leave us a voice message, and we'll have some fun. So there is there that. You, well, you ready for football now? Let's do it. So like I said, spring football in the dumps. Done. Cancelled. However, Air Force Falcons, who like to get air for- football done early. They hit the jackpot, right, Matt? Maybe. 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 So we talked about them last week. The biggest thing about them finishing spring football, I'd say Caden Remsburg. Caden Remsburg? Mm-hmm. He might be a uh, – where's he at in the running back situation? Like with him getting done, him getting the most reps, that's them and losing a couple defenders. Like what they finished for spring football, I think that's kind of the only thing we talk about. Not the only thing, but one of the biggest things is that they'll have another running back not going like five at a time to get the – what, 70 carries a game they do? And you pointed out last, like, end of last year, like, during some award type stuff, like, had he gotten the main bat, main carries, he might be, like, the best running back in the conference or up there. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's one of those things where when you look at, you know, per carry versus kind of gives you a different picture both ways. But, you know, the thing for the academy in particular is that, you know, they typically, I think, give a lot of time for their stars to rest in particular to see what the depth pieces behind them can offer. And I think our guy, Sean has been very on point about kind of taking a deep dive, especially into the underclassmen classes. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, they were able to get in under the gun before all this stuff happened, but you know, as far as kind of sweeping takeaways again, you know, it's hard to glean too much, when you're, you know, not facing live action or anything like that. So well, hey, they literally face live action at some point once they're done here. So be careful. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> be safe. But no, go ahead. Like I get your point. Like they're not playing anybody. They have to replace a couple defenders. Um, a couple guys transferred. But and so, but does this really give them an edge overall, Matt? Going into whenever football starts. You know, that's really hard to say. I won't. I almost wonder whether we could get more kind of experienced hands in on this kind of conversation because I like my inclination as an outsider would be to say, yeah, maybe just because what is it that athletes are able to do if they're not able to congregate in the same way that they would normally be able to do with practice and, you know, weight room sessions and things like that. Like, you know, how are athletes 
conditioning themselves individually if they yeah. can't be in groups or something yeah like you don't that. have so a I home think... gym to train like you're on campus or wherever you may live who knows where if you're if you're in the dorms you're probably sent home by now or going to be either figuring something out i would or... guess that it might be like a very kind of incremental advantage like i'm i don't think that if if things clear up by the fall and everybody is able to kind of hit the ground running for fall camp and stuff like that i don't think there's going to be that great of a difference but you know you never know just in terms of getting new guys up to speed you know maybe there's a key injury sometime in you know september or october or something like that and somebody who was able to get the reps in the offense is able to contribute and step in right away and maybe if that happens someplace like colorado state for instance you know maybe there's a little more of a learning curve than there would be otherwise so it may not be one of those things where the the impact is obvious and we may not have a good answer for it one way or the other for like another six months at least. Do you think with the way NCA is do, doing it, like we have like not the eligibility part because that's spring and winter athletes. I think it won't be for any winter sport. We're not get that back. But do you think, because I'm assuming like it's a no-go for spring anywhere across the country. Do you, like I was listening to, I think Andy Staples show. He's like, what do they do? It's like, do you want to break up your routine? Say, because most of these guys are are in summer school as well, because that's why they take twelve credits throughout the year. Mm-hmm. They're not going fifteen credits because football takes so much time. So they'll take basically twelve in the spring, twelve in the fall, and then whatever that fill out the rest of the summer would be to get their credits going. Yeah. And so that's norm perfectly fine. It's what they always do. So they're on campus, but would you rather break up the weight weight room, whatever you do in June, to be able to get some extra practices? I'm betting overall. If it includes Air Force, I'm fine with it. If you complete spring practice, I don't care. It's fine for me. But I'm betting what they'll do is maybe, since you're there, you're wrong, maybe give teams like six extra practices during fall camp or start two weeks early. You know what I mean? Like, I'm betting that'll be the ultimate scenario, which would make the most sense. I think you're probably right. Just here's a few extra practices. Maybe not a full spring, just because that's really in the dead of summer. Like, think of all even a mountain west like going to hawaii and uh, you know i mean august it's freaking hot las vegas you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. sheesh like anywhere in the anywhere in the u.s it's hot and warm sticky even if you're up in boise altitude or fort collins it still can be near 100 degree weather so even indoor stuff it's tough i'm betting that'll be the case but one thing good thing with air force as well it's like they bring back majority of the coaching staff they need to find like a George sanders replacement for receiver but i guess going through it it's i guess it like, I don't know if the advantage is that big. Who it hurts, and we'll get to in a second, maybe we'll group all these guys together, is every team that has a new head coach. That's, I think, the bigger thing with new offense, new coordinators, new scheme. That's probably who, who's going to get, like, it's going to uh, not allow them to take the step they thought they would have, or at least get organized as well as they thought they would. Because they, I guarantee they're doing stuff now, Matt. They're emailing, getting the playbooks, doing stuff like that. But it's different from reading the playbook than going out there and running whatever offense you're gonna run at Colorado State with Steve Adazio, which is probably gonna be hand the ball a lot. Oh stuff. yeah, I mean I mean, you know, if they're not going to the facility and looking at tape, you know, twelve hours a day, they're probably in their home office somewhere. Yeah. You know, locked away looking at twelve hours of tape. Especially especially in a place where you were, you know, you were self quarantining and you don't have anything better to do or whatever. Um I mean I think it like do you lump them all together or do you think that it changes the expectations more for certain teams because you know i think it about you know going back to colorado state for instance yeah they do have a new head coach but they did have a lot of key pieces coming back uh you know especially on the offensive side of the ball you know and you compare that to quarterbacks receiver yeah yeah, and you and you compare that to a place like new mexico that's going to be kind of starting over 
on both sides of the ball in a lot of respects. Uh, you know, especially, you know, even though we both think that bringing in Rocky Long's a coup, you know, they lost so many people in the transfer portal and now they aren't going to get the benefit of transitioning to the three, three, five that he wants yeah. to run. Learning which, from which it, isn't, yeah. which isn't altogether different than what they have run in years past, but you get the master at it. He's on, he's their sidelined. Yeah. Or, you know, even a place like Hawaii where they may not be running the, the run and shoot anymore, but they are still running what I would expect to be kind of a high octane pass first offense. But, you know, those, so, I mean, I think the situation's different in every single aspect or in, in every single situation. So, do you think that there's a potential gap that is bigger in any one place? I would say if you're going safe, like most certain to least certain, I'd say San Diego State's at the top mm-hmm. because Brady Hoke, not only has he been there before as a head coach, D-line coach most recently, the defense is going to be probably the same or similar, and Hoke had success last time out in San Diego. The only issues with them is um, – quarterback because jake sears from usc tried to open who transferred opened up his recruitment when uh rocky long retired or stepped down so there's a quarterback issue they do lose retired penny but they have plenty of running backs who's been playing the past couple of years who you're talking about juan washington or who did, oh sorry this year's good juan washington thank you for that they did actually pick up a transfer quarterback oh, who did they lucas, say? lucas johnson from tech georgia tech okay so okay but but still they is he gonna be the starter day one i don't know question mark yeah, yeah. Quite, that's a big that's a huge question mark however for aztecs that's quarterback as long as you're not turning the ball over and doing like being be protective with the ball smart passes complete what 58 percent or so 60 percent go like a good old like 10 to 17 for 190 and touchdown no picks that'd be fine essentially it's kind of like i'm kind of throwing numbers out there but you guys know what i mean he's not going to be a 34 or 45 guy for 350 and four tds and a pick so but they're they're probably safest for a couple reasons because their offensive run it's run base they have guys returning offensive line like Keith Ishmael's gone he's gonna be in the draft uh, defense loses a couple guys but they're probably be fine, oh, fine overall next I'd probably who do you think would Hawaii be next safest do you think or, I would think so yeah I mean I mean yes and no because yeah the the offense may not be much different but you know they like New Mexico are replacing a lot on defense as well mm-hmm. and so I think you know. Six and a half, one half dozen. Yeah, because you got like Shavon Cordero, he's going to be the QB for, for certain. Todd Graham will probably keep some of that in place. They do lose a bunch of receivers, but they played so deep, I don't think that's an issue. And I guess I'd go, I guess CSU, because you got, um, shoot, um, Patrick O'Byrne. I was going to say Colonel, no, he went to USC, South Carolina to follow, um, former head coach there. So you got CSU has the quarterback in place, but their defense has just been. We know how defense is not just garbage, essentially, for a while. Not mm-hmm. very good at all. And so only reason I put them next is because they have a proven quarterback. And, That's reasonable. And receivers, right? Because um, what's his name's back? Um, oh, shoot. Um, who's the receiver? I made a mistake saying he's in the NFL. He's not. Um, ah, who is it? <laughs> I have no idea who you're referring the to The Colorado right State receiver. Who did, who's, oh, you're talking about Warren Jackson? Yeah, Warren Jackson. Yeah, sorry. Warren Jackson. Apologies. Yeah, Warren Jackson. So you got those two guys back. And then I guess... Is U, UNLV New Mexico a tie? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of, you know, that's where it's no, no, no. murkier, I think. Charles Williams is there, so UNLV, a slight edge. They have a running back. Yeah. But new code, like, they don't know who the QB is going to be. Is it, could it, um, are they going to, who knows what they're going to do? They switch so many times what they're doing. Or Marty Rogers is still around, but he can get the start, be the starter. I don't know. So, like, those two teams, like, we mentioned the year zero, or at least you did for New Mexico. I'm assuming you put UNLV in that mix as well now, right? 
I would probably, yeah. Like, what would, um, like, how frustrated it have to be to get your first head coaching gig and then you can't do it, you can't coach? Real coaching. For either of them. I mean, like, <laughs> that's a, I mean, year zero situation if you ever had one, you know? Because if we're in uncharted waters here, man, what do we do? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, how do you keep these guys engaged? Like, is there a way, could somebody on, okay, you know what they should do? Somebody on staff should go out and, um, they're on scholarship. Uh, figure out how a way to get these guys a PS3 in 2014 NCAA football. Somebody goes and makes a simulate a mod of all the correct players. You know, not air quotes actual players. Put the playbook on on NCA 14 and practice that way. Could that be done? I mean, maybe. Can you update the playbook on old NCA football? Don't quote me a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure you can create your own plays. Do that. That's that's one way to get the plays in the, in working, right? Yeah, or or just do it in Madden if that if all. I guess too. Yeah, just do Madden. Yeah, because go make your plays. It is a little. It is a little more sophisticated these days, yeah, and it's better graphics too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, but like, what 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 do you want to see? At like, let's go through these teams really quick. Like, kind of this more broad thing. But like, when we look at San Diego State, is their biggest concern offense, like quarterback, essentially? Even though it's usually not a big concern for them, as long as it's just an okay above average QB. Or do you think there's another position group where they really could have used a spring? I mean, if anything, I'll go back to what I think I had mentioned when we talked about the Aztecs when they were still practicing. Um, you know, I would want to see what the offensive line looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, just because the running game was such a letdown for most of last year, and that the fact that they were able to kind of get it together at the end of the year before having to reset and replacing, you know, key guys like Keith Ismail on the line, on that unit. So I think, you know, even though the quarterback situation is kind of up in the air, you, you want to feel good about the running back situation, which I'm sure we'll, we'll dive more into that as the summer goes on. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of seeing how things came together on the offensive line, you know, because – I kind of look at it as being somewhat similar to the way they were talking about the defensive line, even going into the fall last year where, you know, Rocky long when he was still the head coach was not totally sold on the guys they had. And then they went out and had a stellar season. So to kind of see what this new staff would do with a couple of new pieces to replace was something that I was going to be really interested in following. So I guess if I had a kind of secondary question, that would probably be it. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense because We'll see how they goes, but go, but like next, okay, next team, CSU. Is it just defense? Work on the defense somehow. Adazio, can you get the defense going? Can you find anybody on defense? Yeah, pretty much. Like it's as simple as that. Like they've been, like there was like two years ago, they were kind of slowly improving. But like the other thing is, like they've had good individual defenders over the past couple of years. It's just the unit has just been bad and beyond bad. So how do they take? There are one or two players that are really good, possibly like all conference consideration or better. How do you get those guys moving into or spreading that around to the whole team? That's kind of what I think that somehow could be done or needs to be done. I don't know how it's you do to, it. It's but hard to say. It's safe, but yeah, when you have it's weird too. They have a couple of stars. It's like, but what do you do when you have those stars, but nobody else can be well? They like how frustrated would you be if you're that good, but your team gives up whatever they're giving up every week? It's like you're that you're making play you make a place you're on you're on path to maybe go to NFL you're making your own plays but you have eight other guys schlubs who are not doing much for you out there yeah and so I think that literally is a big thing because running will be fine they're, they're, the quarterback's fine their offense will probably be just as good as normal and surprising people but I expect 
2020, a lot of shootouts, right? I would imagine so, at least at first glance. And then Hawaii, I guess, same thing. Can we just copy that and say Hawaii and rewind 20 seconds, folks, and listen to that again? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I am interested to see with Todd Graham how much he'll change the offense, which you would think with no spring, how much would he really change? Mm-hmm. Like, you would maybe want to – it may be a situation – because I, I know guys who played college football and stuff in the NFL where you bring in new coaches. Say you bring in just one new coach. Like, say you bring in a new offensive coordinator because they the prior one went, got a head coaching gig somewhere else. There's all times where, yes, he may bring in his own philosophy and maybe even some of his own plays, but mm-hmm. don't make the coaches learn the signal, hand signals and the audible calls or the code words they do at the last scrimmage and all the players because it's easier to teach one guy than it is to teach 100 guys. And so I wonder if that could be the case where, yeah, it's his system. It's not tweaked as much as he wanted to because he's a smart coach. And then he kind of takes on what they did last year but implements a stylistically some of his plays in there. I think that would be the smartest way to go. Yeah, and another thing that I'm, I'm not sure how exactly they would work on it in in spring practice, but another thing, and I think Ferd Lewis at the Honolulu Star Advisor touched upon this as well, um, just overall team discipline. Because this, for you know Hawaii did a lot of things well over the last few years, but one of the things that was always kind of a hindrance was the fact that they were getting tagged penalties so so often. Mm-hmm. You know, say you know they played I think one more game or than anybody else in the conference, but they were they had 103 penalties in 15 games, just about seven per. That's a lot. Which was next to last in the conference. Um, and that was the third time in the last four years that they were either last or next to last. So, you know, perhaps related to tinkering with the offensive system was how that was going to play a role in kind of firming things up as they kind of you know, pivot to this new style of offense. Very true. So let's go to New Mexico really quick. We kind of touched, we're going through these teams again here, but like, is it just everything? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess to get to defense along, but like, we have no clue what they're going to do offensively. I think they might go back a touch to what they did under Bob DeBeast the first couple of years, but that was so unique. I just like trying to imagine what Lobos will do besides defensively and having a better mind in place. Like, I, I guess I'll say this. They're going to want to be a team that relies on their defense and it hopes like Tavaki Tuoti is going to be fine at quarterback and not throw too many interceptions. I just have See, no clue what they're going to do, right? Like, are they going to run with him more because he has legs? I don't know. What, what's your thought on what New Mexico could look like without any spring practices? See, my guess is it's some kind of like a a zone read kind of offense because, you know, you mentioned Tuioti with his legs, and he's he's shown that he's capable of doing that when he's healthy and effective, you know, rather than continually having to throw the ball down the field, which they did a lot last year and had kind of mixed results at best some of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that their new offensive coordinator, Derek Wareheim, and I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast or not. I know I definitely mentioned it in an article. You know, he was part of that kind of rise in the the running game offense that they had in you know, several seasons ago. He was part of that staff that where they were like number one in the country on a per play basis running the football. So my guess is that they they lean on something like that, but or that they go back to that kind of offense. Cause I don't necessarily know that they want to be, you know, 40, 60 passing to, to running offense. I think maybe it's like one third, two thirds or something like that. And even that can make a huge difference, but mm-hmm. it's hard to say. 
Yeah, it's it's true. But I think you're right. Like doing that type of offensive scheme would make sense because stuff he did last year wasn't really. I don't know the playbook was how planned it was. Like the, talk, when you speak of the running stuff for the QB mm-hmm. option, but like I'll say so many times, like we said it before, it's like I jokingly said in our basketball podcast, like Air Force basketball for how conditioned those athletes are and how many guys on the roster, they should just do hockey lineup five in, five out, five in, five out, play the old LMU Len Bias offense where you just run and run and run and crush the other teams because you're so much better conditioned. New Mexico, not to say they should, but like do what they did before because that worked. Like you still had good athletes, but your scheme was so different. It's like why teams always struggle versus Air Force, service academies. Teams that run the triple option, or even going back when Urban Meyer was at Utah, spreading the ball out and doing this scheme, or do what Mike Leach does at Washington State. We'll see how that goes in the SEC. Or you look at Rolovich at Hawaii, or even before that when June Jones, Timmy Chang was throwing the ball around those years. Those type of offenses, like, go if you turn the clock or turn the curve the other way, it's like, do something that nobody sees. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, go wing T, triple option, do something so unique, or do. Do so if you're talent level, but I I don't I don't know how to explain, but you know what I'm getting at, folks. Do something that's so different that you never see that you'll get success. Yes, you're gimmicky, but let me ask you, Matt. Like there, we talked about the sport too. Like when um, BYU Arizona is looking at Kenny Montolu, as was BYU. Would you care at Fresno State if your team? Oh, sorry, dropped my mic there. That um, well, surprised to mention Fresno. They got a new coach too. We need to bring him in the mix here. So many new coaches, Matt. But if Fresno State hired Kenny Mataolu to run the triple option in Fresno, but they're winning, would you care? I would not care because I like winning. Okay. You like winning more than uh, – okay, I, I hear. That's why I thought – that's my thought too. It's like it's different. It's not great. It's like I might complain a little bit if I run the four quarters offense in basketball and never shoot the ball. That might be a little different. Mm-hmm. But triple option plays can happen. Oh, yeah. And so New Mexico is at the point now where lack of talent in, the, in their state for D1 – Lack of talent really nearby outside of Texas. They're in a good spot too. They're between California and Texas can get guys in there. But I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say that there's a complete dearth of talent because I know this is something else we've mentioned on previous podcasts. You know, part of the problem was keeping the talent that was there in state. Well, yeah, do that too, of course. Yeah, you, know, you look no further than a guy like Jordan Bird who ended up at, at San Diego State. But like how many guys, like what are you getting? Five D one guys in the state? I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that it's it's like an overwhelming abundance of talent there but just you know the guys that are there like the three-star guys yes. who would normally go to california or texas you know keeping them in, in oh for state. sure that's yeah 100 you gotta do that stuff too. get those type of guys in there so uh let's go to your, your fresno state bulldogs i forgot this the half the league has a new coach i forgot what about fresno state not having spring see it's hard for me to say because i'm I'm optimistic about their chances to rebound. I think the biggest questions are probably on the defensive side of the ball, um, mostly because nobody has any idea what the pass rush situation is going to look like. Um, and now they're having to replace the other half of their great secondary from a couple seasons ago. So the you know the young guys have a lot of promise, but you know at some point they are, you know, they're going to have to start turning that promise into potential. And I would think that that was going to start this spring. So having all that kind of up in the air casts, I don't, I don't know if doubt is the right word, but it just kind of puts everything in a kind of stasis. Like we don't really know how things are going to unfold. So like what's a big concern? I know new quarterback. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're one of those teams that is like they're, they're unique in the sense that I feel like they have a, a lot more pieces in place, you know, kind of like, kind of like Hawaii 
kind of like Hawaii without the quarterback, honestly. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so defense needs to work on. Okay, right? Is that what you're saying? A little bit too? Because last year, part. yeah, because take you know, a big drop off. Ronnie Rivers coming back. They still have a boatload of young mm-hmm. receivers coming back. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot was going to hinge on how the quarterback race got off to a start this spring. But again, we're not going to. Apparently, now we're just not going to have that answer to the fall. So it's really hard to. <sighs> Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. It's like all these teams, like spring, like you think about when nothing goes on, like spring football, okay, whatever. It's like, is it just coach speak? Is it the offense instead of the defense? Like, well, okay, cool. Defense instead of the offense. Okay, whatever. Well, like, one of the, and it kind of speaks to one of the larger arcs that even with the, the teams that don't have new head coaches. Yeah. You know, we've, we've mentioned it at least a few times already. Just the fact that the Mountain West as a whole has the least amount of returning production from last year. That's true. That's another big thing, yeah. Yeah, that touches pretty much every team. You know, you look at a team like Wyoming, for instance, where we knew Sean Chambers and Levi Williams were going to have probably some kind of a timeshare competing for that QB1 spot throughout the spring. Mm -hmm. And now we don't know what that's going to look like. You know, they're going to have to put a pin in something like that. You know, same thing. Um, was it, what other team am I thinking of right now? We we haven't talked about Boise State yet. That's true. I mean, I'm I'm assuming Bachmeyer is a starter. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I was in general. There's other positions to worry about. Running back a little bit. Um, I'd it'd be nice to see Bachmeyer healthy throwing the ball well because last time or we like saw even, him. or even like a team like Utah State, for instance, where yeah. yes, Henry Columbia is the guy with the most in-game experience and presumably would have had the entire mm. track to the to the QB1 role. True. But they were talking, I, I believe, in the Deseret News about how they were as many as four guys who could have played a role in that Fake, race. not true, false. It's cool. You don't think so? No. It's just, it, come on, it's like coach stuff. It's like, it's like even, what's his name? I was going to say Chris Peterson, sorry, Harson. He's like, well, maybe there's a little competition there with Bachmar. No, please. It's Columbia. Yeah. So and maybe, it's maybe, maybe one <laughs> and, and guy. Maybe I, should, a maybe I should have read this from, from yesterday uh, from Trent Wood, Trent Wood at the yeah. Deseret News. Henry Columbia has been preparing to win the starting job since he arrived at Utah State. Yeah. It, it's, one, it's one of those things where it's like they may push him a little bit. Like one, one guy might be back there. But when he had the amount of reps he had last year, and at times may have looked a touch better than uh, Jordan Love. It's mm. like it's uh, it's his job to lose essentially. There'll be other guys who want it. It's basically who's gonna be the backup app for Columbia to get that starting job in two years, whatever it may be. Yeah. But it's, but but you're right. There's still questions with it because he's not a, he's not a starter. He only played here and there. Yeah. So there's still question marks. And maybe he falls flat in his face in week three and he gets replaced. Yeah, or or San Jose State, for instance, where yeah. we've had the conversation about Nick Starkle, mm-hmm. but you know what was he going to look like versus you know Nick Nash coming back to action off of injury versus the young guys that they have on their the roster, that's going to be you know, on hiatus for the time being. So it's it's really hard to look at one team and say that they're going to be affected more than the rest, just because every we kind of knew this going in that every team had a pretty healthy amount of questions as it was. No, definitely. It's definitely like, like, I guess if you look at, if we go historically wise, it'd be you think Boise state and San Diego state would be the most safe teams for going into next year. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to say, all right, I, I know this about this team, despite no spring, you would know San Diego state is going to have a good defense, run the ball pretty fairly well. Boise state's going to have, going to be good overall on both sides of the ball, have a pretty good quarterback. You're going to see CSU should have a good offense with O'Brien throwing the ball through receivers. You'll know this about like, 
Wyoming's defense will be really good. You'll know like half these teams, you kind of know what they can do, but you're still some of those guys, especially the guys like needing players to fill up those positions just still what we don't know, yeah. but you kind of have an idea here and there, but like you said, the lack of production, psh, it's, it's going to be a bunch of new guys that like, do you think like, well, first off, any of the teams we need to discuss here, anything else you want to bring up any specific team? Like Nevada, we haven't mentioned anything about. Wyoming will be fine defensively. They always are. Quarterback, well, I guess Wyoming quarterback too. You know what I mean? You got the, you have Sean Chambers. He's going to be back healthy. Going over um, Levi Williams, who played one game, but threw extremely well. There could be some sort of competition there. That could be one of them. That would have been one of the most interesting things to see this spring. I don't know how much Chambers would have played, but there would have been a lot going on for Williams one game. Maybe one plus game when he came in split time, but he ran the ball nearly as effective as Chambers on similar yards per play if I recall, but passing was off the charts. Like that would have been well, fun I mean, to figure out. Well, speaking of Nevada, I don't necessarily want to leave them out. No, I think they're, they're, they're kind of in that boat too, where most of their questions are on the defensive side of the ball because they have a boatload of experience coming back on offense from quarterback to running back to wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they, you know, they made the move to fire Jeff Castile, which was kind of a surprise to some. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling optimistic about the guy that they brought in, Brian Ward. But I think that, you know, his implementation of the offense, especially with so many young guys on the back end of the off of the offense who were getting a lot of playing time by the end of last year, you know, how they were going to respond to the to the new scheme is something else that could potentially yeah, it, that's something that could come into play sometime in the fall. Like if they aren't up to speed in that, it may take them a while to defend the fast more consistently than they might have if they had been able to get that system in place starting in the spring. But it's, again, it's really hard to say whether that's going to happen or not. Very true. Like Tao too as well, man. Like he had a really, I know we looked at the numbers. His numbers are fine. Basically same as a freshman year, but he just seemed to be not very good overall, or maybe didn't take that next step we thought. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, he could use those extra practices to figure things out, but that's another position to watch as well. But you're Castillo being gone. Um, any other teams we need to dive in on? Like, I guess one thing at San Jose State, I was poking around real quick. Like, ESPN put out their top 10 receivers for 2020 over on ESPN+. Plus. Mm-hmm. They put Trey Walker as a sleeper top 10 wide receiver in all college football. As well, they should have. As, yeah, they should. So that could be dependent if it's Dick Nash or whoever's throwing him the ball, if he could uh, get the attention being on a team that's – probably going to finish what they did last year between what three and six wins. I'm thinking it's probably where they're going to be. If not, nothing great. That's what I'm getting at. They're going to be just a average to below average team. And unless you put up video game numbers, you're not going to get that much consideration or notice, but this piece, I think it's by the PFF guys. So they look at things a bit differently, but that's yeah. so good to know. Like it would have been nice for him to get to know his new quarterback in the spring camp. Mm-hmm. So, any, last time, any other teams? Did we get through everybody enough? A blur here and there? I think we mentioned every team at least see, once. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Uh, okay, yes. So, let me ask you this. With spring being limited as what it is, what will college football look like in the fall? Like, will it be more sloppy? Will it be the same? Like, do these. Here's, here's my. I'm thinking it's going to be fairly similar, assuming things go as planned with week zero and everything. Going from what you see playing spring until fall, it's not a ton of different. Like it's not like we're gonna go see the, like the uh, Washington Generals out there playing college football. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it might take a few other guys, like whether it be true freshmen, to come in. Like, well, I guess it depends. A lot of them come in early now for spring. But, like guys who 
transferred in for spring to get the workout in there to get to going up going up against these bigger, faster guys. That probably be the same for everybody else. Like, well, it would be. It's going to be fairly even too. I I don't know. Do you th- do you think difference would be just? I guess the reps plays. I guess there it's not going to be as crisp, but when you're done in February, May, late February to first week of May, take your big break to August. It's like you're still not playing football. Is it the only thing concerning could be is like guys just not being in shape if you can't if it's harder to work out because of whatever restrictions you are in your city, state, college, or what's allowed to be done. I almost wonder what tempo is going to look like, especially for mm-hmm, teams yeah. teams like Hawaii and Nevada who definitely offense first pass first they want to be able to kind of put pressure on the opposing defense to be able to do that you know those are two of the four mountain west teams that have a week zero game on august 29th and UNLV as well is in that mix yeah so i i wonder i guess first and foremost just how much the offensive staffs are going to want to tap the brakes because of like conditioning especially if there isn't a kind of compromise on the on the back end of fall camp or something like that, where there is more time to get work in. Sure. Or what you do, you pull the old ghost mail zone years ago. What teams do now you line up, but you don't sub. So defense can't sub. So you keep your same players on there. So you're still not going super fast, but you're sitting in the line of scrimmage for 18 seconds. Yeah. And, and annoying like the crap out of the fans watching the game. <laughs> but I, I don't know. That could be, it could be an issue. There could be an injury issue because what if guys like, okay, I have my shoulder. I'm out of my sling, which is nice for two weeks. Just about, I have physical therapy, supposed to go twice a week. I've been going, well, about twice a week, but I do stuff at home every day. But I'm limiting out there for a variety of reasons. Just don't want to get sick. But also my wife has a compromised immune. I don't want to get her sick, which would be really bad. So okay. I'm like, I'm doing most of it at home. I'm going a little bit less. But like, what about guys like that who've had severe injuries or injuries that needed looking after? Like um, who's a um, – trying to think of somebody specific. I, nothing that's coming to me right now is probably some guy who – towards ACL or something that's could be back and ready to go a bit, but just some, like you have an Achilles or you have some pretty fairly severe injury. They want to keep checking on once you work out mm-hmm. and they want to keep you limited. Like look, what about those guys who can, how often can they go see their doctor or go see your trainer, go get whatever they want to be. And you're not able to work out to test body part A, B or C to figure out or get hit here, here, here to know how you can handle it. And so if some guy comes back in fall camp, he's, let's just say he's, He's fine. You te- I mean, basically fine from his injury they had. Not an issue, but you're out there running and hitting, and then a little setback comes that could have been prevented or detected four, four to six months ago. And like, oh, you have this. Let's give this treatment and rest more. There could be that too. Like there could be guys who've had injuries that are recovering during this time unable to get the care they really need. Yeah. Because there's already places across the country you can't get elective surgeries at the moment. So oh, yeah. I'm just saying like there's – sub ripple effect and so it's uh it's crazy like there's i i hope everything goes to plan but anybody like give us to yet but the papn you should listen to it because they bring out matt brown pretty smart dude talk about the economics of this a little bit overall mm-hmm. and what college football could look like and i hope i like I, i'm not a doctor i'm not gonna say what's gonna happen what's not gonna happen but let's just say this again if you're not taking it seriously take it seriously now right oh yeah yes. like Two months, like a month ago, me and Andrew, like, just take it seriously. Come on, early March, like late February, like, come on, take it seriously. So, college football's here. Here's what we're going to do. Like, we're going to, like, for us, college football wise, Matt, it doesn't really change what we talk about too much, right? Not particularly. I mean, we haven't even talked about the schedule that came out a few weeks ago. We're going to, we'll do that later. We might, since you and me have a bit more time, maybe we'll podcast a touch more. We'll see how our schedules work out. Um, if we get tired of talking, talking to each other or whatever, but uh, 
We'll, we'll see. But I have a few things in the works. Um, yeah, we're going to do a schedule. We maybe do some random game type stuff. Like I'm going to have our staff because normally we be doing college basketball right now, a lot on the website. We're not gonna, here's what we're not going to do, Matt. We're not going to blow our coverage down and have nothing to do in June and July. No. Or July and August. We're going to be careful about that stuff. But between now, April, May, middle, a little bit of June, we'll have our season previews. What do we do? That? Late May, I think we start those somewhere on there. Typically. Somewhere, yeah. I mean, so, typically within 12 weeks of the season. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically, I guess I'd say 13 to 14 weeks before week zero starts. Yeah. We'll do those. So that's coming up pretty soon. We'll do our top 50 countdowns normal, which will be interesting just because there's stuff we don't know, stuff we do know. So we have that. Um, we'll do a schedule breakdown. We may do some fun because with the new TV deal, Matt, I think it might be fun to kind of predict who's on what channel each week just because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll do, I don't know, we do all sorts of weird stuff now. season. We'll do, we talked about some best games. I put out there some watchable stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll think of some stuff to do. But what I may do is because I know, here's the thing, Matt. Everybody being, being stuck, we might be able to get more people on the podcast just to chat about stuff. There you go. <laughs> so I've always had a goal, which maybe I can do now, which would be amazing, is to do a quick uh, 10 to 15-minute interview with all the opposing teams, co- mm-hmm. with beat writers, and just go from there. If I could, if we could pull that off, uh, here's a couple things. They'll give you guys something to do, right, to listen to if you're – because when you work at home, you probably are distracted a bit, but you want more stuff to do instead of refreshing Twitter and seeing, oh, great, X number of this. Oh, this happened here. We can't go here now or whatever. You know what I mean? So hopefully we can maybe distract a little bit. So we might, I might get that into works. Just kind of get some super early previews. We'll rank some teams. We'll rank some schedules. We got to do our road trip thing too, right, Matt? Yes, we do. Because we got to know where we're going, and we can't go to Hawaii every week, unfortunately. So there's that out of the okay, only once, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, I have my rules that you, you can follow them or not. I appreciate having rules and limits and boundaries on this because it's not fun to go to every Boise State home game or something. You know what I mean? To see victories every week, we'll have rules yeah. in place, but. I think that's it for the show today. So we'll be back next time. We'll talk about the schedule. We'll get into that a bit more, kind of get some projections, predictions a little bit. Like, Matt's on a couple. I still got to do one or two. But the FPI, we may go off that, like kind of what they're seeing, if we agree or not. It's kind of the schedule in general, which will change with the Friday, Thursday night games. But uh, as we wrap it up again, if you're bored and, and you're I'm, – I'm seriously, man, I'm talking about if you're beyond bored and you have nothing better to do and, we're, and you want last option, give us a call. Give us a voice message. <laughs> we're, so we're just saying if you want to do anything, go to anchor.fm backslash MWR. There's a message tab. Click that. Send us a message about whatever you want, and we'll have some fun with it. Maybe we'll play those to, intermittently throughout the shows or take questions and do what we want to do with it and just – we want to chat college football, right, Matt? That's what we're doing here, correct? We we mean it when we say we'll get through the offseason together. No, th- we have to this time around. There's no we other have option. To. There's no other choice now. <laughs> you have to be with us. We're stuck together, and we'll get through it. We'll talk football. We'll have some fun. And, uh, yeah, check us out at We're simulating the NCAA tournament right now, which, if you haven't been paying attention, Matt, um, San Diego State 2C lost in the first round. What? Yes. I did not see that. What we did – so if you haven't if you haven't been following that, that's it's we're doing a couple a day. We're gonna probably do a two week thing. So what we did, we go to whatifsports.com. It is a very reputable site if you're wondering. It is, trust me. Um, you can set the teams, and they have current teams, neutral court, and just like the tournament one and done, our buddy Andrew hit click submit. He's like, Are we are, it's really one and done, right? I'm like, Yeah, well, Easter Washington beat San Diego State. <laughs> Oh no! So sorry, Aztec fans, to kind of pour salt in the wound for what's going on. But uh, yeah, we're doing how's, that. How's Utah State doing? They were a low seed, lost their first round as well. Oh man, not we're, not a good not a good fake march for the Mountain West. It's the ultimate March sadness, right? 
See, see, l- luckily they can just claim a natty. Sure, uh, we did. Our if buddy... they haven't already. By the way, did you see that the the Florida Senate mm-hmm. did the same thing for Florida State? Uh, yeah. I mean, we we may have to like petition the California government to do something like we... that. I mean, I know they got a lot on their plate, but I think they could take like five minutes to draft up a proposition for that. They did. Our buddy Tron wrote a piece about why they deserve the national title. So there's that. We got that out there. That's that's good enough for the official. So we did that. So we'll have lots of stuff. We may do some weird stuff on the website. We may do some like favorite game type stuff and just kind of some unique personal stuff on the site just to have some fun with college football and college basketball, whatever. But uh, check us out on Twitter, MWCWire. We're still out there hanging around doing stuff. Uh, we will we'll do some fun stuff going forward. But we'll be back, I'm assuming, next week. And give us a subscri- subscription, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, website, MWWire.com. We'll see you next time, folks.